Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Purple Nuna Podcast. I'm Stephanie Conti, and I've just finished crying for the past 30 minutes. And also, in my end of the audio, if you do hear any aggressive noises, my mother is watching Shameless, the room next door. So (laughs) apologies for that, and apologies if I sound super stuffy, or if I just flat out start crying during this recording. (laughs) And without further ado, and with that, <laughs> with that humiliating spotlight on that me, disclaimer, that dis- for sure that disclaimer, I want to shine a light on the beautiful and gorgeous Savannah, the Sophia Loren to just my life, my world, Savannah Lanause. I don't need anything else in life but that compliment. I, you know what, what I can't. You were saving just, that. Thank you. I, I am suffering it. from so much PTSD from this movie right now. I. I literally texted a picture of Savannah. We were just about to record. I just finished the movie right before recording this. I'll probably post it when we release it. So (laughs) you all will get a chance to see it. It's just a photo of me sobbing and just with the caption, I'm going to need another five minutes before recording. (laughs) Yeah, this, uh, we really don't have anything to talk about in the beginning. Um, Really, just before we really deep dive into this movie, um, Definitely check out all of our links below. Um, if you did not know, we are available on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more. So check out all the links down below. Um, and I'm trying to think. We're also on TikTok, and we have Twitter, Instagram, all those lovely lovely things. And if you're listening to this on YouTube, subscribe. What are you doing? <laughs> I know 92.3% of you aren't subscribed, so just do it. It costs you nothing. Help us out. Help us out. You're listening. You like us. Help us out too broads, especially, oh, what what do you want me to do? Cry? Well, listen for the next 30 minutes and I just (laughs) might. (laughs) But yeah, so uh, definitely check out all the links below and everything like that. And also just other mediums of where you can listen to us. But holy crap, without further ado, I'm just going to introduce this movie, if you don't mind me, Savannah. No, go ahead. Of course. We are going to be talking about the movie The Life Ahead that came out last year. It's an Italian film, and it's about in the seaside Italy, a Holocaust survivor with a daycare business takes a 12-year-old street kid who recently robbed her, takes in, like, into her home and stuff like that. And it is directed by Eduardo Ponti. Um, It's actually based off... um, a book called Madame Rosa by Romaine Gary. And it's also a remake of the movie Madame Rosa. Um, but the two or really main stars of the movie is Sophia Loren, uh, Ibrahima Gouye is, I believe how you pronounce it. Um, as well as Abril Zamora and Renato uh, Carpentieri. And Oh my God, Savannah, but before let me just take a moment and let me just listen to what you have to say about this movie so I can just gather my emotions before we discuss this film. Well, everyone knows who's listening. Sophia Loren is my favorite actress. Mm -hmm. She still has it. That's it. And I'm very upset. This is the first thing I'm going to say. She should have been nominated for an Oscar. Without a doubt. I, this whole movie should have been nominated for so much more. It's, it's, I was withholding my opinion until I saw it because I know I'm biased, but (laughs) she a hundred percent deserves something. She, I mean, to, to be fair, all the actors in this movie are great. I really think everyone did a great job, but she is the star. She is amazing. She's the mitochondria. She's the powerhouse of this cell. (laughs) Absolutely. What is she like? 86? 
I believe she's got it. 86 or something like that. Yeah. Still got it. 100%. Amazing. I want to talk about the positives. Acting is great. The story is solid. Um, The main child actor is fantastic as well. He he did such a great job. Um, And uh, I I just really liked how the movie was shot. A lot of the scenes I thought were very well done. Um, I do have other things to say, but I wanted to get the positives out. You know what's funny? This easily, easily could be our quickest review. We could just easily go, it's just good. Just watch it. Yeah. And then just cap it out. Without a doubt, watch the movie. It's very, very good. Yeah. Um, Before we get into the spoilers, if you want to know, oh, should I watch this? It's on Netflix and blah, blah, blah. Uh, Yeah, please watch it. Just please watch it. It's great. I'm very impressed with... I mean, I already knew – we already knew he was talented because we saw the short film. He made the the short film we watched, right, Yeah. with her in it. I was I was also impressed with this movie. I thought he did well. Um, I didn't even know it was a remake, so – Yeah, it's a – and I really didn't know either um, until when I was doing some more research on it. Um, yeah, it was originally a movie. It just went under um, Madame Rosa, the main character's name. Um, and it stars the actress from, I believe it's Cleo nine to nine to five or nine to, oh no, five to seven. Um, I can't remember. Hold on. Let me find it. But yeah, so it's a remake. It, I think the remake is from, or the original is from the six days, I believe. <laughs> oh, come on. No, I accidentally hit an ad for Mortal Kombat. No, thank you. <laughs> um, let me just, I want to get all this straight. I should have put this up in a separate tab. Man, you know, with we really need an assistant. I mean, we don't got the money for it, but we really need an assistant. Zach's already doing us charity. I don't know if anybody else would <laughs> at this point. So. <laughs> yeah, so Madame Rosa uh, came out in 1977. It was directed by uh, Moshe Mirazari um, or Mizrahi, okay. and it starred uh, Simone uh uh, Signore, Signore. Okay. As, yeah, and she is um, from Cleo five to seven, right? Five to seven. Oh, she's from Diabolique. She's been in a bunch of Criterion titles, so she's in. Yeah, and the uh, name sounds familiar. And it's got to be Cleo five to seven, or is it five to nine? Um, thing is not helping me out. Five to Where nine makes it? more sense, but... but for some reason, I'm seeing sixes and sevens in my head. I don't know. I could just be totally screwing this up. But anyways, well-known actress, um, Italian movie. And essentially, it's this, from what I've heard, it's the same plot, but different avenues here and there. So I, I personally haven't seen the original or read the book that it's based off of. Right. So I'm not going to judge it. And I, I don't think you've read either or you no, know, no. watched the other film either. So uh, we're not going to judge it based on... Like a remake. predecessor and essentially like that but yeah isn't it cleo five two no i'm getting i'm i'm screwing myself up i w- it is cleo from five to seven but i was getting confused with the actor wait is that her though i'm lost <laughs> i'm no, lost don't here. take yeah. my review i've been an emotional wreck but anyways it the girl kind of looks like the girl from cleo five to seven <laughs> but we'll leave it at that but yeah, ultimately, um, so it is from the original, but we're not judging it based off that. Um, we did see a short film. I can't, Lord have mercy. I can't remember. What I, I literally was going to ask you what the but name it was, was, but it, it was, was good. She was, it was a stupendous. Good 
Are we shocked? No. Human voice. It was human voice, and it came out uh, in 2014. Uh, beautiful so that then, one, beautiful now. That was the uh, one. That was a short film made by Eduardo Ponti uh, in 2014, and that was great too. That's available on the Criterion Channel still, I believe. So that one was really good. Check that out. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, I actually think the the guy who's in Human Voice is also in um, the guy who plays the Doctor. I think might be the same guy. Ooh, interesting. Maybe. Nope, I'm wrong on that. It's, I've been wrong. I'm emotional. Yeah, it's that, okay. It's okay. understand. Um, but first, let's kind of break down this movie so that way it's not a five-minute review of just go watch it. It's good. This um, whole this whole review could just be me complimenting Sophia Loren. <laughs> True. That's it. It's just going to be being, like, beautiful. Uh, but really, um, let's talk about the plot. So I think this plot, like, you know, I will say I did – I underestimated this movie going into it, especially right. because I watched the interviews. So I was like, <laughs> I know what happens. This movie can't throw me off my feet, but it did. And it did hard. Like it made me kind of face palm it deep into the ground, you know, emotionally watching this movie. It, there's just so many beautiful, like these little, little details that come back around in um, towards the end of the film, you know, even like how the the idea of Madame Rosa being a Holocaust survivor, how that kind of paves the meaning of her ending as well. Oh, absolutely. Just, oh my God. And then also oh, little Momo, little Momo. Poor and Momo. This is, I must say, I love this movie because it's so progressive. You got Momo, you got a Jewish Holocaust survivor and you got a transgender mother. And it's just so beautiful. It's so gorgeous. Like, I really feel like this movie hits so many different aspects of life, you know? Mm-hmm. It's so many aspects involves with such a small cast. A such Yeah, it's only like six people. people. It, really, six people carry this movie and it's just all of them equally diverse. And it's just so, so good. Um, I really just love how open this movie is. This movie, what I love is it doesn't judge. Like, especially, like, considering, like, you have here a kid, a a Muslim kid who is dealing drugs. You have a Holocaust survivor. You have a transgender, you know, friend who, like, and this, you have this Holocaust survivor who also happens to, used to be a whore. And now to make money, she watches, you know, the children of other prostitutes. Like, it's just so, like, holy crap, how many more details can you fit in? But without it being an overload somehow. It's just perfect to, like, storyline capacity, you know? I really – it's just so good. It's so good. I agree. I really – so I am going to say something, though. Okay. I I really wish the only thing – my main problem with the film is I wish we had more of a background on Rosa and Momo. We – they tell us – you know, they say, oh, you know, my mom was a prostitute and she says she's a Holocaust survivor. And she, you know, shared a little bit how she used to hide under the bunkers when she was in Auschwitz. But I, I, I feel like sometimes that doesn't always work. Like, I feel, how do I put this? I think the movie would have been much more powerful if it had maybe 20 more minutes added to it just so maybe we can get more of a background on both of them because you have two people that have such interesting stories yeah and I understand maybe they didn't want to focus too much on the past totally get it I just was like oh I really want to know more about 
Momo's mother or really want to know more about her time in the Holocaust or even her time as a prostitute, you know? Mm-hmm. So because of that, I was just like, oh, I really wish there was a little bit more to it. Uh, but again, that was my only main, main issue with the movie is just that yeah, there wasn't I, more. I do wonder. Yeah, I do think, you know, I'm very – I'm also someone that I'm like, the shorter you can make a movie, the better. Um, but this one, I totally agree. I totally agree. You could have easily had 20 to 30 more minutes on this movie, make it two hours, and maybe incorporate some, you know – maybe some flashbacks, but then again, the movie is called the life of head. So maybe it would have been a lot, a little bit, you know, counterintuitive to do some flashbacks. And no, I maybe not the director yeah. saying that, but maybe not flashbacks, but maybe like more stories, maybe more, a little bit more explanation. Cause yeah. I understand you're completely right. I think it was more about the time being, but you have such interesting lives here. Um, and I think maybe, a little bit more on Sophia Loren. She's such a talent. Mm-hmm. And she's still, it's not like she's lacking anything. She's a fantastic actress, even at this age. And I remember her um, in Two Women and that story. And it was about a woman and her daughter in the war mm-hmm. trying to get through Italy. And I just feel like from that performance, she could have done a lot more if I think there was a little bit more time. But what she did so far, fantastic. What she did time being. Consider age. You know, she's she she's no spring chicken anymore. And I can understand her if for whatever reasons, whether it's just her own personal preference or maybe a health reason why she would have to take it a little bit more easier. Um, but I could totally, yeah, like and I also think there was a part of me that um especially since knowing, I don't know if you know this, but Sophia Lorenz, like she grew up in a um the reason why she picked a lot of these roles was because that's how she grew up in. Yeah. Her mother used to be a prostitute growing up. And, you know, her mom was a single mom raising, you know, her in Italy and everything. And I think that's always what drew her drew her to these specific roles. Because if you notice, she never plays like the princess or – No, she plays you know, the, the prostitute heiress. a lot actually to she, be completely honest. She plays the dirty roles because – and in an interview that I saw with her, she said it's because it's what she knows from go, growing up in that society. And she never wanted to see people portray them as, you know, ugly, disgusting, vile, and wretched yeah. women and stuff. She wanted to give life to them. And I think I really would have loved seeing – Maybe not necessarily with Sophia Loren herself, but maybe them hiring an, a, an actress to play a younger version of her. I think what they could have done in terms of, because maybe adding in full flashback scenes wouldn't Might have, have been worked, too much. But maybe doing glimpses of like a, you know, a younger Sophia Loren, um, especially with like digital enhancement. Oh my God, I would have been screaming if they like digitally enhanced her to look, you know, younger and everything like that. And to like just do like these kind of like dream like especially glimpses. when in the moments where she was staring off. Oh yes, that that, that would have been perfect. And especially it also would have really worked for um, Momo when he has these moments with the lion. Yeah, yeah. I think because you, we kind of obviously there is the CGI with the lion and everything, um, and I do like that. I, I really liked the incorporation of the lion. I could feel like people would not like it because it kind of derails to some extent, but it reminds you that this kid is still a kid. That's, and yeah, I really exactly right. Love the incorporation of the lion, um, or lioness rather. But I really wish maybe we could have seen like a tiny, tiny little Momo 
and for whatever reason, like an actual glimpse as to why he had such an attachment to the lioness, whether it's maybe he saw it in his home country or, you know, maybe he had a toy growing up that looked like, you know, the lion or whatever it may be. I wish we had more of like that image, you know, to associate with it. Absolutely. Um, I was going to also say that I think what this movie does well is it doesn't fit the traditional because there's a lot of movies like this where it's this young scruffy kid and someone takes them under the ring, their wing. But it, for a good part of the movie, uh, Madame Rose is like against this. She's like, yeah. I don't like this kid. This kid's out of his mind. A good portion of it, actually, until I think um, maybe the last half an hour. And I like that because I feel like it's a lot more realistic than her being like, ah, oh, he's just, he's got a couple of bugs, yeah, you know? Like, Madame Rosa, you know, come into my arms. Yeah, I don't see it, especially since the kid does rob her straight from the get-go. That and he's is dealing drugs, you know? Yeah. So it's like, I, I like that, that it didn't fit that mold because I do feel like I would have been sitting there like, I don't see this elderly woman wanting to just take in this kid that is obviously has some issues at this age she's tired she's going through some health issues she's already got one kid with her um so i thought two, that too she's got the the, oh, the young yeah, boy and, yeah. the, and the little one i uh, i forgot the kid's name but lola, the little redhead no, lola. lola's the the, yeah. the friend the friend that's lola is the the mother to the little one yeah 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 um so i i really I appreciated that because it did add a lot of realism. And I think I would have been left like, oh, so this is kind of like every other plot. Mm -hmm. um, definitely great on the story's end. What and did you think of the directing? Sorry to interrupt. I, I'm kind of no, curious no, no. to think. I, you know, a part of it, part of me when I was watching it, I was like, it looks good, but it's kind of lacking. Yeah. But once the lioness is introduced and kind of the directing evolves – you know, especially there's one shot where um, there, there's, you know, there are several moments where like, let's say Momo is running down the street. I really loved, there was like one, you know, one scene of him just running and I love, but one of my favorites is in the end when he sees Lola and he runs down into the basement and closes the door yeah. and everything. I was just, well, at that point I'm sobbing and I'm seeing through the entire scene with my tear, you know, through a layer of tears. And so <laughs> it looked beautiful to me, but I think it could have been a little bit more adventurous, but it needed to be, I think it's still very good. It's balanced because yeah. if it got a little too adventurous, it would take away the realism from the story. I yeah. think he could have played around a little bit more with the the whole lioness and, you know, especially when the kids are just acting like kids. Um, but I mean, overall, I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I really liked the the scene where in the rain where the kids kind of find her and they're just like, okay, she's frozen. I really like how they shot her. Yeah. I thought that was just beautiful and heartbreaking at the same time. Yeah. And that too, I saw an interview for, and essentially like it's raining on her face, you know? Yeah. And they were like, and her son, you know, cause Eduardo Ponte is her son in real life. Love and that. So, 
He's her son. Care of his mom. Love it. I love it. Giving her jobs. Love it. What a son. <laughs> but um, I, I there's this uh, she literally just keeps her eye open and everything like her eyes open. And apparently they consulted a doctor and they said people who have Madame Rosa's issues, that's this is what they typically look like. Even like if someone's tugging on their eyes and stuff like that, they won't snap out. So he just kind of tells his mom like don't blink and shows she kind of faded away and during that entire shot she actually doesn't blink which is pretty crazy considering she's got makeup on she's got you know water running down her face getting into her eyes and everything so that was just incredible where is the oscar she's clearly committed okay where is the oscar that she deserves and you know what there's one thing um because I want to tap on the the idea that you were saying about her not liking this kid because that I think is the greatest weapon of this movie and I will say weapon oh, because it gutted me in the end of this film and yes. that is because in the beginning she has this I'm gonna say lightly a disdain for this kid she doesn't like him she's like ah oh, like course. I'm just getting money I don't like you you could sleep next to the sink and everything like that. And, you know, he kind of evolves and everything like that. He still has his issues, but he's slowly evolving. And I think where she sees it the most is with his interactions with the other kids who are staying with him. But then when she has, you know, her medical issues and in the end, what made me go, ah, is in the end when, you know, they're kind of talking and everything and she's forgetting him. And she goes like, oh, I'm not going to cry. She essentially goes like, oh, you should come live with me. You're a nice boy. Meanwhile, she hated him. I was like, ah, like sobbing at that point. It's so, so good. Oh, I'm okay. I am fine. (laughs) But yeah, so that was the greatest weapon of this movie because I wasn't expecting that to come back full circle and just, you know, like punch me in the freaking solar plexus. My God, I don't think I've cried that hard for a movie like this in a long time. Of course, it would be Sophia Loren. Shit, I'm still crying. (laughs) (laughs) But um, acting is fantastic. Um, The boy who plays Momo and also the uh, Abriel uh, Zamora who plays Lola was just fantastic too. Like everyone just brought something to the table, you know, for a movie that is star Sophia Loren. It's very equally balanced amongst actors. Sure, sure. Hard to do. Especially when I think majority of these actors, especially the boy who plays Momo, are not veteran actors. I believe this is the first thing that, like, um, yeah, yeah, it's the first thing that he ever did, and it's just so, so crazy to me. What a astounding performance! His performance almost reminds me of, um, oh my god, he reminds me of, uh, I believe it's Quivesne Wallace, um, the girl from Beast of No Nation. Like, that's just type of where it's like, how are you so young and you're just nailing these performances? Yeah, you're knocking out of the park. You're you're just knocking them. You're competing against the greats and everything like that. Um, As well as the, oh my God, I forgot his name. Do you remember the movie Beast of No Nation? He reminds me a lot of that kid too. Uh, did you ever see beast of no nation it was the the warlord african war film um with the child war and stuff like that with um oh my god beast of beast of a nation you said beast of no nation with idris elba i don't think i saw (gasps) it oh my god it was the first not to sidetrack from this movie it was netflix's first movie that they ever did and it they knocked it out of the park 
It was insane. It was absolutely incredible. It was it was the first time several years ago. It was the first time Netflix dived into movies and it was their first film. And it was so good. So, so good. And they started off so strong. Like, I am pretty sure. Um, it, yeah, Beast of No Nation, I believe it is. Yep, Beast of No... Abraham Ada was his name. And he he was fantastic in that movie. And if you have not seen that movie, that movie is absolutely incredible. It's about like a child soldier fighting in the civil war of an African country. And that, I mean, that movie gutted me like this one too, but (laughs) it is really good. And I would compare the acting performance to this movie, like the acting performance in that movie. Oh, check it out. We're adding it to the list now. No one knows about this movie. Like, it was so, so good. I've actually never heard of it, so I'm very surprised. It actually got nominations. It was nominated for, I believe, um, it's directed by the same guy who did, um, I think, did he do Okja? No, he didn't do Okja. No, 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 I'm getting confused. No, he was the same guy that directed, um, or was it Okja? Oh, no. He's the director of No Time to Die. What? Yeah. Wow. All right. We got to check it out. For sh- It's so good. So good. I don't know. I don't do well, though. With like, So I threw up when I saw Blood Diamond. I don't know if I'm going to do Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> I feel like that yeah. movie, Blood Diamond is not even that intense. Like, it doesn't show too much of the child soldiers. But I was like, it made me very, very, very upset. So I don't know how I'm going to do with this one, but I still want to see it. If it's, it's that so good. good. It's so good. Yep. And it was Netflix's first original film and in 2015, and it was shot in uh, Guyana. Well, how bad is it? Like on a scale, like, is it like? I definitely think it's a little bit worse because you're dealing with then this movie because you're dealing, I mean, you're dealing with child soldiers. That's what so I'm that's saying. That's what you're going to get. Um, definitely reserve a Sunday afternoon to just kind of. We're going to have shop. to do like a happy movie, that movie and another happy movie. So it we can rough. Recover. It's a rough film, but it is done so well. Okay. So definitely check that out. But back to the life of head. But yeah, yeah. It, that's, that's the type of performance I would compare it to. Man, I'm so upset. No one knows about that movie. No one knows about Beast of No Nation. How would it how, so good? I mean, I've never even seen it like on Netflix, like recommended nothing. That's crazy. That is crazy. So, it's literally, it's the best thing, honestly, the best thing that Netflix has ever done. Let me like see. that is high, high quality stuff right there. Um, it is graphic. It is so graphic. So maybe Ooh. that's, yeah. So that would be maybe a thing, but back to the life of head. Um, this is also from Netflix, knocking it out of the park. I mean, whoever is doing the movies, like whoever is saying like, yeah, let's do movies like Life Ahead. Let's do movies like Beast of Absolutely. Donation, like that. Keep giving them money. They're doing the job right. You know, don't do cuties. Don't do whatever all these BS, you know, Netflix movies. I Don't do this Nikita Dragon and Vlog Squad or whatever squad. TikTok. Nobody wants to see it. Nobody wants to see it. We want to see it. this. This. We want to see like this. And you can give us happy movies too, but I want high quality stuff. I want good emotion, good acting. Just stop burning money. And literally, because this movie is probably lower budget compared to all the other Netflix movies that have come out. And it's probably the best one that did come out as of last year. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. So And uh, Sophia Loren is in it. That's it. That's it. I mean, that's why you got to watch it. But- have you seen a lot of her films? 
a lot. I've seen her collaborations more so with uh, Marcello Mastroianni. No, that counts. That counts. Yeah. So I've definitely, I have, um, I've also seen um, bits and pieces. I've never seen it fully. It's a hard DVD to get. Countess from Hong Kong with her in it. That's a, uh, you ever heard of that? Yeah, it's not her best. It's with um, Brando. Brando. It's, not, yeah. it's not their best. I've heard, so I've heard it's not, they both accounted that it was just a really hard movie to work on because Chaplin was like insane. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, Brando said his dreams were crushed because he looked up to Chaplin. And then when he got to work on the film, he said Chaplin was the most sadistic man he ever worked with. Yeah. Like it was, and people say a lot about Brando. So if you have Brando saying really bad things about this guy, man, that's crazy. But yeah, like I've seen little bits, pieces. I have seen like um, uh, the, the Yesterday, Today, Tomorrow is probably one of my favorites with her. Um, I've seen the one with, uh, where she sings, you want to be Americano. Oh, yeah. 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 That one. I forgot the title. Uh, born, uh, Naples, something happening in Naples. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Um, but I definitely need to expand. I know the movie that you love her the most and I actually haven't seen. So I definitely have to get into that one. I love that movie and a movie called Sunflower. It's a beautiful film. It's with a a newer one of hers, right? It's in the seventies. Yeah. Uh seventies. She's a little bit older, um, but it's, it's a very beautiful film. I think she's a great actress because she can go funny and really dramatic in just a flash. Yeah. And I, I, I really enjoy the fact that she plays against her stereotype. I mean, Sophia Loren is probably one of the most beautiful people to ever live. Of course. And she always loves to play against that stereotype. And, and she has played into the stereotype at times, but majority of the times she plays against it. And I really like that. And I really wish I would see more actors today do that. Like, I mean, yeah. Yeah, and, you know, even like, um, because even in some movies, like they have made Sophia Loren look rough, but rough is just like no makeup on a Sunday type. A little of gray rough. hair, yeah, no. But I feel like there also have been moments where she has just look rough, rough, you know, like as especially as she got, you know, older, not just with age, but just with you know darker roles and things like that. Kind of like what happened with um, Ingrid Bergman; they always dolled her up, and then as she did older and did some. Um, I think uh, she did the movie called Cries and Whispers. And as she got older, they really started to show, you know, take advantage of her age and really just make them older, which I like. So um, I definitely have to see more of her movies, though. But I want to ask you this. Since you have seen a lot of her movies, how does The Life of Head compare to, you know, her Sophia Loren in her prime, if you will? Oh, I mean, number one, she hasn't lost anything. Like, when you look at this movie, it's still Sophia Loren. And I love that because that's not the case for every older um, actor and actress. I think this is one of her best. Really? Yeah, one of her best. And she's a fantastic actress, but I do feel like this showcased her talent very, very well. And not that other films don't, but again, when you play funny when you play um certain roles you don't get to showcase everything you have like all your talents and I feel like things like two women sunflower she was able to do that and she was able to do this incredibly well so and would you say that defining moment for this movie of her and like just putting this movie in like you know in her filmography as like one of her best performances would it be 
that the rain scene or do you have another scene that is why you would put it with all, all of those other movies i mean obviously the rain scene included but i think just the the escalation of the disease taking over she i mean killed it mm-hmm. i mean even her just being like please don't send me to the hospital like i know what they're gonna do to me to the hospital Act, oscar yeah just- there's a bunch of moments in this film where it's defines her talents and I think because there's a bunch of moments it's not just one moment I think that's how you know when somebody is just one of the best absolutely um and I also there's something really special and maybe it's you know not just because it's done by the son of Sophia Loren and Carlo Ponti um but there really is something even though it's modern very very modern they very something classic 1960s yeah. and 50s, you know, Italian movie style to it. And I don't think it's just the fact that it's set in Italy. I really think Eduardo Ponti, and the reason why, you know, I I do very much enjoy the directing of it is because I think he's using a lot of the same type of techniques, you know, that would have been used in the movies that his mother started. A lot of Italian neorealistic scenes, like, longer wider shots you know not necessarily super like because u.s movies and you know more um, american movies are very choppy you know Mm -hmm. you're just going to cut from like three different scenes from the same angle all thing this has a really nice flow to it i don't know what his inspiration was for the movie but hey duardo if you're listening put it in the comments <laughs> <laughs> like seriously like i really i really want to pick his brain and want to know like what his inspiration in terms of not only this movie but his style because i really he really just i don't know if he emulates his dad if he just has like a good style like his dad but it's definitely really refreshing to see especially when you have all of these new movies that rely on a lot of cgi or you know they rely on like one performance in the movie to carry the entire movie the directing here is solid it's very very solid we need to give him more films they need to give him more films for sure oh my god hold on idea idea i mean if i'm not able to do it i totally think this man should direct whether it is the talented Mr. Ripley or another Patricia Highsmith uh, film or book. I think he, he should definitely handle a Patricia Highsmith, you know, based on adaptation. That's perfect. I think he has, he has the tone for it. He has that. He, I think he just does a really good job. He could definitely do the sequel to it. Oh, for sure. For sure. Or remake, whichever. I'm totally cool with that. You know, just, Put a nice looking little French Italian boy in there, and I'll be happy. <laughs> um, what's What's Delon's son's doing? Elaine Delon's son. What's he's doing? Oh, he's a model. Okay, that's. I think he there does some acting here and there, um, but for the most part, yeah, I think he's a model, French model. Yeah, there you go. Just put him in. Put him in. You already got that. That would be so great, though. Honestly, honestly, that would be really awesome. But yeah, I I really hope. Um, Especially Hollywood gives him a little bit more bigger budget stuff because I definitely think he he has some talent. I you can definitely tell from watching this movie that this is a guy who loves what he do- loves what he does. Yeah, and this is a guy who loves movies. So definitely, I hope to see more bigger, maybe more Netflix deals, you know, for him down the road. 
Um, and especially with, uh, you know, the lady who plays Lola and also um, the boy who plays Momo. Just really great, great acting. I know um, the Abriel Zamora, she actually did a um, – she was on a more bigger um, Netflix show. I can't She's remember. a Spanish actress. She's from Spain, right? I could tell yes. by the accent. Yeah, but I believe she was on more a Netflix show recently. Okay. A, yeah, some type of Netflix show. I can't remember. I'm not sure if she played herself or she was playing a character, but I do remember seeing her, you know, some. I can't remember, but I do remember seeing a headline with her name in it. But I definitely, I want to see more from her too because I thought she was really great in this movie as well. Everyone deserves a gold star. And great. You know a plus cast. A plus cast. You know what this movie is kind of reminding me of? I don't know why. And maybe you could help me figure it out. Do you remember one of our first movies that we talked about when we were doing in um, order? Oh, my God. It was the Iranian film. Oh. What? There's oh. a similar feel. There's a similar oh, feel from that movie called? in terms of the way it looks. It's done by a very prolific, you know, director, especially Iranian director. Um, I know what you're talking about. I can't remember what it's it, called. It starts with a number. It starts with a number. Ah, hold on. Let me go to the purple. Just let's look archives. it up because I know what you're talking about. It's the it's the actress, the Iranian actress, isn't it? Yeah. I yeah. I I really wonder. Like, there's something about that movie that when I'm watching this, it's it's kind of bringing me back to that. Well, it's shot in the same way, like you were saying. It it's not like this mo- like how you know modern movies shoot their films. It's not like three cuts per scene. You know. Yeah. I think the way it's filmed is very similar to um, this movie. So I agree with you there. It has a similar feel. Yeah, hold on. Let me see if I can find it. The name of it. Oh, is it Three Faces? No. I think you're so close. You are so close. No, I don't know. I I think it's something Faces. Hold on. I'm I'm looking through our archives right now. Yeah, you're right. It is Three Faces. Ah, look at me. There's something about that that's reminding me of it. And it kind of makes me want to go back two three faces and watch it again yeah i don't know yeah. why i don't i really don't maybe maybe because it's a setup maybe because I, I don't know i gotta go back but if anyone knows why i might be making that connection maybe there is a subconscious connection i'm just missing the signs for comment down below <laughs> <laughs> let us help us out um we've talked about acting i like the the end music i think the end score was nice um, I believe that is uh, that was nominated for um, the Golden Globe. There was a, this. I was just so shocked that this movie, because I was already like in how you said earlier, I was already thinking that this movie should have been nominated. But after watching it, I'm like, honestly, why? Snubbed. I'm very upset. I'm so upset. And not to say, look, another round. I'm happy for the accomplishment, but. This movie should have at least had a nomination. She should have been at least put in the category of best actress. There's no excuse. This and movie was no excuse for this movie not to have a best foreign film nomination. Absolutely. That's no what I, excuse yeah. whatsoever. I mean, I'm so like, look, and you know what? I'm not sorry, but this movie, if we're talking foreign films of the year and the Oscars and stuff like that, it crushes, it crushes another round. Yeah, Russia. I agree. It, this is 
this is the type of movie, maybe it's just because you and me, we got similar taste and we like these types of movies. We want to feel when we watch movies. This is the definitely the type of movie that should have been more hype, that should have been more talked about. Like, I mean, the only that's... reason why I think you and I know of it is because we heard Sophia Loren and we just kind of followed along with it. This movie really should have been blown up because it is spectacular. I'm sorry, but like four drunk dudes going through a midlife crisis or an old Jewish prostitute taking into taking in a troubled boy. Tell me what's more important off the bat. Facts. That's Not to say facts. another round isn't a decent movie. It's just... It definitely, look, I'm going to be real. It's Mads Mikkelsen. That's why everybody it's Mads knows Mikkelsen. And other than that, it's a lackluster film. This movie's got everything. And look, I can understand if you're like, well, I just want to watch a movie about, you know, the boys going out for a drink. <laughs> but if that's how you felt, go watch At World's End. Go watch, you know, any other like British comedy out there. True. Because this one, and I understand like, yes, there is some cultural significance with um, another round. And that's why I say it's worth a watch. But in terms of worth the Oscars, worth a DiCaprio remake, are you kidding me? No, sorry. I'm still bitter over it. I'm still bitter. (laughs) No, I am very upset. Sophia Loren wasn't, she deserved it. She deserved it. She, she was won great. it 50 years ago. She can win it again. Oh, maybe 60 years ago. All the way till the end. I literally cried for 30 minutes straight of, from this movie. From the moment she started getting sick and whatnot, I was like, ah. maybe it's just because I have a soft spot for old Italian women. But it, it really just knocked me off my feet. And keep in mind, like I saw the interviews where they're like, oh, yeah. And spoiler alert, if you didn't know, yeah, Sophia Loren's character dies. And I, I didn't know. I wasn't expecting like, it. I saw interviews where she was like, oh, yeah, I die. Oh, yeah, I die. And I'm like, okay, that's so good knowing in. Yeah, if I did not know she died, I probably would have been worse. It would have been extended for like another hour long cry afterwards. But it really, just even like these little details of the movies, I can't explain how good it is, how it just all circumvents back to the end. And it just kind of, it lays perfectly from the photo to her you know the parallels between her hiding in the bunker when she was you know a holocaust survivor to her now hiding in her new little bunker right she made a new one back to the hospital like uh uh-huh like it's just all these little tiny details and i like that it's not in your face look at the look at the moral look at the message look at this detail remember it's just all like they just all fall into place so beautifully. I really hats off to Eduardo Ponti for doing this movie. That definitely, it, I wish I had saw this movie earlier because when we were talking about like our best movies from 2020, this would have been in there for sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Without a doubt. Um, is there anything else, any other comments or anything that you have about this movie before we give it a final score? No, I, I just wish it got more publicity. I wish yep. got more notoriety, notoriety, right? That's how you, notoriety. I don't Note. use big words like that. I notoriety. Sounds good to me, <laughs> That's not notoriety. Yes, that mm-hmm. because it's such a good film. Yes, uh, I wish there was more. I wish there was a little bit more, um, you know, background. But I think the moral of the story, the way it was filmed, Sophia Loren, it's everything you could need in this type of film. So. I hope everyone goes to see it now. It's also a foreign film, so I also know that doesn't help. But if you didn't know, Miss Loren dubs herself in English as well. 
So you're not missing anything. Oh my god. She's a queen. You're not missing anything. You're not She's missing amazing. her. I love when actors do that too. I love when actors dub their own, you know, especially when they're bilingual, when they dub their own voices and stuff. It just adds so much more because trust me, I have a Jackie Chan DVD and the English dubs. Oh my God. I don't like awful. that most it of the time. awful. I'm like, that's not Jackie. <laughs> um, but th- that I, I definitely, that makes it so much more easier to, to recommend to people. And I will say, I do commend Netflix for doing that. They do that with everything, everything. Not yeah. only are you creating more market for voice actors and things like that, which is fantastic. Um, and you're also creating more jobs. Thank you, Netflix. Even though you're, <laughs> you're you could be a little big and scary sometimes with how much you're taking over the industry, but whatever. Thank you for that. And then also like, if it means that now people are going to be more willing to watch a movie like this, then by all means, I mean, if that's what it takes, then do it fine. That's Absolutely. fine. You know, uh, but really just a stellar film. So what's your rating? Nine out of 10. Uh, because I can't watch this movie more than once a year. It's too, it's too hard to see my queen die. Um, and I, again, I wish I would have had a little bit more substance, but nine out of 10, fantastic film. One of Sophia's best. Um, just a little too sad to watch frequently. I'm going to say, yeah, the definitely the that rewatchability, you know, this is definitely the movie where if you're like, oh, yeah, if you want a movie where you could just sob to for a little bit. But what I like is it sobs, but you can have a nice little heartwarming, heartwarming. Oh, girl, you and me, you and me are on the same thing. I literally started saying heartwarming. Too. That is why we started this podcast. That is why. <laughs> but it really just it it's I'm going to go a little bit higher because okay. I I. Even though the rewatchability is definitely hindered, this is something where it's like, I'm going to beg Criterion on my hands and knees to make this oh, a Criterion. We are going to sure. send them messages every week about this. <laughs> They're going to put me in the folder. Already, their inboxes are already full with me annoying them and being like, hey, when is Last Tango going to be put in? <laughs> <laughs> I want one Sophia Loren film to be in the Criterion. I don't think there is one, correct? Yes, there is. Which one? Uh, marriage, Italian style. I don't want that one. I want a different <laughs> one. <laughs> yeah, I don't think two women. I don't think two women is in there. Um, oh, there's a, the the one with Marcella Masturi. I think it's a separation. Oh, no, it's a divorce. And, and it's, yeah, it's divorce Italian style that's. In the but this divorce is not, Italian style that's in the Criterion, but but there's another one with them in it. There's I think another you're right. duo. I think is it marriage? You you might be right. No, I I see them two on the covers looking old, and I see an A and an S. That's why I'm thinking separation. Oh, I have that one. That movie sucks. God forgive me. Sorry, <laughs> Sophia Loren. That movie sucks. I know exactly what you're talking about. A ah, uh, what is it called? I don't I like think that movie. It's separation. A special day. A that special movie day. is the slowest movie. One of the slowest movies. I I it, they're such a talent. They're great in it. I have this criterion. I I don't like to watch it. It's too much. It's too I slow. definitely think it would be a lot. Um, I, I think it would be awesome to see two women and the life of head put into put into there. Put something be- good in. Ooh, I want to see a good. It's, it's not that she's not good. Especially she's she's beautiful as usual. She can never do wrong. 
but the movie is too slow. It doesn't. Nobody's do gonna see that. Her. No one's gonna see that movie. I don't want to see that movie. Something else. <laughs> Something else. Two yeah. women. This movie works. Sunflower works. Uh, even yesterday, today, and tomorrow works. All of it works. That's a little shocking that that's not it. And I feel like that's so much more iconic than either, you know, marriage Italian style or divorce Italian style, you know? I feel like that movie is so much more than those two. I agree. I don't know what they're doing. So- <laughs> Come on, guys. Savannah's got fighting words. <laughs> but I really hope they do add this in. Um, I really think it's fantastic. It's underrated. And I think overall for score, I'd probably give it What's feeling right right now is a 9.3, between a 9 okay. and a 9.5. Yeah. 9.3, just because it made me cry. I'm recommending it to everyone I know. It's a good movie. Um, but, yeah, I definitely can't watch this, like, you know, within the next year. Or I'm just going to have, like, some PTSD again from watching yeah. it originally. But definitely – and probably one of the best films we reviewed in a, in a little bit. Like, in terms of, like – because we did talk about, you know, some Wong Kar Wai films. Those were good. Uh, this is definitely overall just a great movie and probably one of the most well-rounded movies that we've seen in a while. Yeah, I would have broke my heart if I would have to say this movie was no good. I was praying. I was like, please, I will not. Yeah, and I don't understand it. It's very lowball reviews for how good it is. Maybe That's it's why just- I was a little nervous. I was like, oh, there's not a lot of talk. I really hope. But this is great. It's fantastic. Fantastic. Um, would I own it on DVD? Absolutely. Yes. Playing for a Criterion release. Um, yeah, so definitely. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, anything else you want to add to the movie before we do our send off? I'm good. I'm good. Um, all right. With that being said, as always, thank you to Sensei David and thank you to homeboy James. And if you're like, whoa, I've never heard of these people before. Who are they? And how do they get these special privileges? Well, they're two cool dudes and they subscribe to our Patreon. So we do have a dollar uh, deal on Patreon right now. Go check it out. Um, there's also, if you don't want to subscribe monthly, that's okay. Just listen to our stuff on Spotify. It's the easiest way you can help us out. Um, as well as just, you know, sharing us, sharing us around with your friends, your family, your teachers, your mothers, your fathers all around. Um, and the next time you guys will be hearing from us, we're going to be talking about two movies and we're also going to be picking up a little bit of speed because we're going into our summer break soon, but don't hold me against that because things are always subjective to change depending on <laughs> how finals go. All these disclaimers, <laughs> all these disclaimers. Depending on how finals go, essentially. Um, But yeah, next time you uh, will be hearing from us, we will be talking about the movie Malcolm and Marie, as well as a movie called Spring by the two people who made Synchronic. So there's a lot of talk about that. We're going to go to their older film first and check out Spring first. And as well as Malcolm and Marie, a movie that seemed to be everywhere for one second and then the next day, no one talked about it. (laughs) And yeah, until next time, we'll see you then. Bye-bye. Bye.